This is the Ariel Lauren Show. This is the Ariel Lauren Show. This is the Ariel Lauren Show. It's all about entrepreneurship. I mean, we have to be real about what the journey's really like. This is the Ariel Lauren Show. This is the Ariel Lauren Show. This is the Ariel Lauren Show. This is the show for the entrepreneur who is ready to make it. This is the Ariel Lauren Show. This is the Ariel Lauren Show. This is the Ariel Lauren Show. So today's episode is really special. I have my co-teacher, Sheila Brown, here with me on the show. She is a powerhouse world traveler, business consultant, and internet marketing coach. Um, She's also an Amazon bestselling author. I love this woman. Um, We have worked together to free so many entrepreneurs from their nine-to-five jobs through our course, Portable Incomes. And really, every time we get on the phone, we always end up saying, we should record this. Because our conversations are real about everything from money to jobs to love to freedom. So thank you so much, Sheila, for coming on my show. Thank you for having me on. I am so excited. And you're right. Every time we do calls, we always say, oh, my goodness, we need to record this and put this out there. So I'm glad we're finally doing it. Yes. So, okay, Sheila, tell the people more about your background. Like you've worked as, you know, a six-figure consultant for major companies such as Pepsi, Gateway, Disney. Um, You also used to be a flight attendant. So how did you transition from those careers kind of like to being an entrepreneur? Oh, yeah, gosh, it's kind of a long story, but I'll make it really short. So my first job out of college many, many moons ago, I was a flight attendant because I graduated college, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so I became a flight attendant for 13 months. But as a flight attendant way back then, you didn't make any money. I was making like 13 five a year. So I had to leave that alone and start using my degree. And so I started my you know corporate journey, so to speak, because I had my degree and moved up the ladder from companies such as I started out in recruiting. That was That's my profession or was my profession, I should say. So I started with Kelly Service as a temporary agency, and then I got hired by uh, Pepsi-Cola. Then I got hired by Gateway Computers. Then I got hired by the Walt Disney Company, so they relocated me out to L.A., and then I got hired by Activision. So I had this whole career of you know, having these great positions and making all this money, but I, I just wasn't happy. And I got laid off back in 2005, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I walked away with a ton of money, and I had my freedom. And it was in 2005 that I actually started consulting. So instead of working for a company as a recruiter, I started my own consultancy in which these same movie studios out here in L.A. were hiring me as a consultant. Was a consultant, I was able to do literally a quarter of the work that I was doing as an employee and make double and sometimes triple the money. And so I've had my consultancy for a number of years. And then I realized that I really wanted to travel. And so I started this habit of, or this pattern of consulting six months out of the year, making a ton of money, and then vacationing six months out of the year. And I decided to become an entrepreneur uh, to doing online stuff to really kind of support that. So that's kind of the story in a nutshell. Yeah. So actually, let's talk a little bit more about your travel and dive a bit deeper. So you've traveled to over, you know, 30 countries, 130 plus cities, you know, five continents. Um, It's clear you love to travel, but you've also lived some of these places. So why in particular have you kind of consistently chosen to live outside the United States? Oh, my goodness. Well, that started back in 2007 when Tim Ferriss came out with the book, 
before our work week. And I literally got a first edition publishing, and I read that book and it changed my life. And in that book, he talks about this concept called geo-arbitrage, which is basically geographical arbitrage. And arbitrage means that you're, um, there's something that's a high price, but you're getting it kind of for like in the middle price. So the premise that he introduced was living abroad in countries that are much, much cheaper to live in, but you can have an amazing quality of life that won't cost you any money. And you create an online business that allows you to get paid in American dollars so that you can live in these cheap countries and live really well. So I became obsessed with that concept back in 2007, and I began my quest to find these countries for myself <clears throat> excuse me, in which I could live in and have this life. I always say live like a king and pay $2 for it or look like a queen and pay $2 for it. And so um, it's taken me to places such as Thailand, Panama. I've lived in the Dominican Republic because we lived there together, yay, for 16 months, which was an amazing experience. And I was able to live my biggest dream, which was I wanted to live in a gorgeous luxury oceanfront home, have a private beach, and not pay a ton of money for it. And that's what, you know, we were able to do in the DR. And I'm still on this quest to find, you know, my perfect geo-arbitrage paradise countries. So that's why that's what the traveling look like from that perspective. Okay, so this is really important because so many people think you have to make, you know, six figures or seven figures in a business to live a luxurious life of freedom. And really, you just don't if you're open to moving, um, particularly outside of the United States. So, um, Sheila, if you wouldn't mind, like, where would you recommend that people like consider um, living outside the U.S., you know, particularly places that don't have kind of crazy visa restrictions? And also, if you could just throw some numbers out there for people so we can get like really real. Um, I think that, you know, most of our listeners would appreciate that, too. Yep, I sure will. And you are correct. You don't need six figures to live abroad and live really well. You know, before I decided to really kind of permanently leave the U.S. and, and be on this quest of permanent travel, I used to live in Beverly Hills. I was in Beverly Hills for 12 years. I lived a full-on Beverly Hills life, the six figures, all that stuff. And I found that the more money I made, the more I needed to spend to elevate my lifestyle. Well, I, I limited all that, sold everything, became a minimalist, and began living in these countries abroad. And I found that you could literally – Depending on how you want to live. Okay, so let me let me talk about different ways of living. There is what I call backpacker style. So that's if, you know, you don't mind a place that's like a studio apartment, it's not luxury, but you know, you got a bath and a shower and you know, it's a decent little place. And then you've got kind of what I would say moderate to halfway grown. So you're not living backpacker style, but you're not living like luxury, luxury. And then there's the luxury piece. So I'm going to talk about it from the standpoint of if you wanted to be a backpacker and live like bare bones, as long as you are making minimum, good Lord, some places 650 a month, you can live really, really well. And places in which you can do that is Thailand, for instance, specifically a place called Chiang Mai. It's in northern Thailand. A lot of people that are digital nomads or make their money online choose to live in Chiang Mai because you can get a really, really nice apartment, a little one-bedroom spot, and a serviced building, meaning that they'll clean it for you. There's a pool. You can do that for as little as $350 a month and then have $300 in which to live on. Well, a meal in Thailand, you can get a really nice meal that's like $1.50 to $2. So your whole budget could be $650 a month, and you could live decently. Now, for me, I'm a grown woman. I like luxury. I am a <laughs> Beverly Hills girl. So even though I don't live in Beverly Hills, I still I need my luxury. That's just kind of me. So taking it to the other end of the section, if I was a luxury person and I wanted to live in Thailand, 
I still would only need at the most, oh, good Lord, 2500 a month, and I would be, like, bawling. I could have a dope, 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 high-rise, beautiful condo and a luxury condo in Bangkok, for instance. And I haven't lived in Bangkok, but I have friends that do, and they're paying, like, $1,000 a month. And even that's kind of high, and then you've got 1000 to do other things. So – Thailand is a really great place. The Dominican Republic is a great place too. Um, you've got oceanfront living for not a lot of money. You know, our place was it was four figures, but if, if it was here in LA, our same place would have run me at least twelve thousand dollars a month for rent, and we were paying anywhere near that. So it really depends. But if you're a luxury person and kind of a grown person, then I would say anywhere from twenty five hundred to five five grand a month, you could live in Paris. So those are kind of some numbers that I found. Yeah, thank you so much for putting the numbers on it, because I think, again, you know, people get really caught up in this idea, because when they think about, okay, luxury, they automatically think of what you have to make to usually live in kind of the major metropolitan areas of the United States. So to actually be outside of the country and to know, like, no, really, you can pay, like, you know, under $1,000 and have, you know, a really decent, you know, place, or if you have a little bit more budget, you know, $1,000 to $2,000 and have like this dope kind of luxury spot. Um, I think that's important for people to know. And then when we talk about like, you know, the types of businesses that you can start to be able to generate that type of revenue, we're talking, you know, you're still making under $30,000 a year. And even $30,000 a year is like, you're doing nice in some of these countries. So yeah, that's how people have really been able to do it. And I think, um, you know, really getting into that geo arbitrage, that's like very important. But so let's also talk about, all right, so let's say someone wants to generate um, on the base level, a thousand dollars, you know, a month, you know, so that they can uh-huh. go and live kind of, you know, pretty basic style, um, you know, in a place like Chiang Mai, you know, what kind of things can they do, um, to generate a thousand dollars a month, you know, that, it, that involves obviously a portable business, a business that they can take with them, whether they want to stay in Chiang Mai or then turn around and move to, you know, Bangkok or, you know, a completely different country. Most definitely. The easiest thing that I would suggest someone do is to look into freelancing. And if someone doesn't know what freelancing is, basically what that means is you're taking the skills that you have, you're putting them on an open marketplace, and I'll talk about what some of those are in a moment, and people that need your skills go into the open marketplace, they see your advertisement, they see you know your sales copy, and they'll hire you to do that task. And then you, you do whatever that is, and then they pay you, and you've got your money. So for example, if you're working a nine-to-five job right now and you're out there saying, well, God, I, I really want to do this, but I don't know what to do. I don't have any real skills. Well, to that, I say, no, you actually really do. So I would say do a skills assessment. Write down all the things you do. Do you know, um, do you work with your job? Do you work with uh, Word, like Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, Excel? Little skills like that that we all have done and used in our, in our lives can be used to create a portable income or a freelancing income. So can you, are you a writer? Can you make documents? Can you do graphics? Can you, you know, there's so many things. Can you transcribe something? So, for instance, if I have a recording and I want it typed out, I would hire a transcriptionist to type that out for me. Well, to get a pretty big document transcribed, I've got to pay like 150, 200 bucks. So, if you're a transcriptionist, you could do that from anywhere in the world and you would get paid that money and keep going. So, take a skills assessment because you can do so many things and then you would put yourself on, on um, freelancing sites that are out there. Some of the ones that I know of, and I know these companies have changed a little bit, but it used to be Odesk. I know it's something else now, and Elance, which has merged with something else in the past month. But Elance, Odesk, 
Fiverr.com, different sites like that, Guru.com. You know, put yourself out there to market your skills and people will find you and they will hire you. And if you're saying to me, I'm going to give you a, a really, this is a, a million dollar tip right here. If you're telling me, Sheila, I don't have any skills, I don't know how to write, I don't know how to speak, I don't know how to do anything, then what you could do is you could arbitrage that. And basically what that is is you could put yourself out there, advertised as, yes, I'm a writer, blah, 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 blah. Someone hires you and then you go on to a site called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. And that's a site in which people advertise, they'll do things like writing things for like $5. Hire someone on Fiverr to do the work for you. They do the work, and then you give that work to the person that hired you off of a higher price site called Elance, for instance. So you didn't have to do the work. You can arbitrage your way to making money and creating freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And another word for arbitrage that we like to use is just outsourcing in general. And so there are a lot of things, you know, in my business, some services that, um, you know, that I do like strictly one-on-one that's like strictly you interfacing with me, but there's also other services in my business, you know, particularly research related, you know, if I'm, you know, working on a publicity plan for a client, like researching all the contacts that I need, I'm not going to spend the time (laughs) to go through, you know, all of those different kind of contact emails to really see which ones are effective, which ones work, um, you know, which ones, you know, need to be updated. Like I'm going to outsource that to an ad, like administrative assistants so that they can come on, I'll pay them, um, you know, and they'll update my list, et cetera. And so then I'll be able to deliver that, you know, to a client um, and, you know, of course, use it myself to actually do the outreach and do the work. And so outsourcing is just a lifesaver, I think, for a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs. And if you learn how to leverage that, you know, properly, if you learn how to arbitrage, like it is a business game changer and you really can charge, you know, double, triple the price um, and then outsource it to someone, um, you know, who charges a fraction of that and then you make the profit. So many ways to definitely um, dive into that. And so, okay, Sheila, we talked about, um, you talked about freelancing, um, but obviously there's, you know, a, I think a sexier kind of side of entrepreneurship that of course is a bit more difficult to build, um, but there's, you know, passive income, you know, and so there's that whole kind of, you know, business, building the business that makes you money in your sleep, you know, that's what, you know, everyone, you know, talks about. And so can you share a bit about that and your thoughts and, you know, some of your experiences? I sure can. Yes, passive income is the holy grail, and those are the things that I focus on creating the most. The easiest way that I know to create passive income is to productize your knowledge and put information products out there. So basically, you're creating something one time, and you're getting paid for it over and over again. So one way in which you could do that is that you're teaching people. Like in Portable Incomes, we teach people how to take the knowledge that's in their head and create products that help solve problems for people or that you teach people something that they need to learn something. So for instance, let's say that, you know, there are people out there that are searching for how to, I know I have a really good one right now. There's a, uh, an app called Periscope and you get it on your Android phone or your iPhone. And what Periscope does is it allows you to do live webcasts. And so if I'm a coach or I have an online business, the only way for me to do webcasts before was to use a service called GoToWebinar. It's very expensive, very cumbersome, very, very uh, labor intensive. But now with Periscope, I can get on my iPhone, sign up for Periscope, get my followers, and I can turn on my phone and I can do a live recording that is broadcast all over the world, people that are actually following me, and I can do I can make a lot of money using Periscope. Well, it's a brand new technology, and a lot of folks are trying to figure out how to really use it. So I then, if I was smart, I would take 
and create a, a product on how to use Periscope effectively in your business. Because everyone is searching for how do I use this? How do I monetize this? I could do the research and deep dive, literally take a weekend, compile all the information, put an information product out there, just in, a, in an ebook, or I could do a video, or I could even do an audio book, create that put it up online and start selling it. And so if people are Googling, how do I use Periscope, my site will come up and they can buy my information product. And I could sell it for you know, $17, $27, whatever. That's a product that it took me one weekend to make. I put it up online, took me you know, three days to do, and now it's going to sell over and over and over again. So that's just one super, super, super small example. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I love that example because, again, it's like, you know, looking at the market, you know, seeing where there's a gap that needs to be filled, you know, what are people in demand for? And of course, like making sure like if you love Periscope, then this is a perfect fit for you because if you're passionate about it, it's also going to really show and come out in the product um, and it'll help you, you know, consistently push it as well. And so let's talk numbers, you know, because, you know, you said you go, you make this product, you sell it, you know, $17, $27. I'm going to pick the number 20 just because that's easier for me to do in my head in terms of some math. Um, but yep. let's say you sell it for, you know, $20 um, and you work to sell, I don't know, uh, 30 copies. You just want to sell 30, 30 products per month at $20 a pop. Right there, you just made your $600, you know, to pay for your entire monthly budget in Thailand. Exactly. And so that's what we're talking about. You know, and this can be just some money in addition to other things that you do in terms of freelancing and, you know, the other ways that you can make kind of portable income. Um, But that's an example of how a lot of people have been able to live, you know, really nice lifestyles, but, you know, not have to do all this work or, you know, trade, you know, 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, um, you know, just to be able to pay their bills. And so that's what we teach, um, you know, in our course, Portable Incomes, we give you over, you know, 20 hours of training on this stuff. And we talk about all different types of, you know, products and freelancing and packages um, for, for the ways that you can really make this money and, and really, you know, change your lifestyle so that you can be more comfortable and more free. And even piggybacking on that a little bit, let's say that you just sold 100 copies. If I sold 100 copies of that guide per month, I've got $2,000 a month, and all that money comes to me. I don't need to pay a writer or royalty because I created it. It's my intellectual property that is mine forever to sell again and again and again. And to sell 100 copies a month of something that is a hot topic people are searching for, millions of folks are searching for how to make money with Periscope and they're going to find you. Imagine selling 100 copies a day. That's $2,000 a day, and it's, it's definitely attainable if you've got something that's a hot topic. And even taking this to the next level, let's say that, okay, I've got this product. It's selling 100 copies a month. I'm pulling in $2,000 a month. Well, let's say I need a big infusion of cash in my pocket. Well, now I have a sellable asset because every product that you create is now an asset that you own. And then as an asset, that means that I can sell it. So I can put my website up on a site. Um, there's one called Flippa. That's a very famous worldwide uh, marketplace to buy and sell websites. So I now I'm going on Flippa with an established site that I've had, let's say this for three months. I've got guaranteed profits. I'm showing the profits of two grand a month. Well, you can sell a site for anywhere from eight to 10 times earnings. So if I'm making $2,000 a month, I can sell that for, let's just say, eight times those earnings. So you've got 
a $10,000, $20,000, $40,000, dollars asset right there that you can actually sell. So the more of these ebooks or courses and things like that that you have, not only are you making money, but if you decide, God, I need an infusion of cash, you have assets that you can sell. And I love that as well because, you know, really looking at, you know, a lot of these products that are created online and really labeling them as assets, I think that changes the game because a lot of people, I think when they think of assets, they think of real estate, um, you know, yep. they think of, you know, more traditional kind of ways of investing, but really, you know, like online products are assets of themselves. And what's, you know, so great about them is that they do generate, you know, the passive income, they have low overhead, you know, you make it once you basically just maintain the website and all of those things. Um, but you can sell it over and over again. And it doesn't have to be something even as um, practical, you know, per se, as, you know, uh, doing a training on Periscope, like a piece of technology, you know, I, you know, personally, you know, started a sex magazine, you know, and same <laughs> model, seriously, you know, you create it once, and then you just, you know, keep it up and you sell it over over and over and over again. And so, you know, if you have enough of these businesses or even just one business that you really ride, you know, super hard and, you know, basically, you know, get that, you know, consistent income, you know, $600, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 a month, you know, that becomes your income where you can actually, you know, move and again, you know, live this kind of portable lifestyle that we're speaking of. So, yeah. So Sheila, can we talk about a bit, um, how much does it cost to get started on something like this? Like what, what, would, what should people anticipate as their investment cost to create a product or even just to um, advertise themselves in terms of, you know, freelance services? I'm glad you asked me that question. And I want to go back because you made a great point as people think of assets as being real estate. And so when you think real estate, you're thinking, oh, God, you know, a house here in California is a million dollars, but a place a couple hundred thousand dollars. Well, I can't afford that. Well, these online properties that you're creating actually are there. It's virtual real estate. And so you're able to actually own real estate and not spend a hundred thousand dollars. So. And as far as costs are concerned, that's why I love this business so much because the costs are very minimal. You know, when you think about being an entrepreneur and a business owner, most people think the traditional way is in, oh, I need to, you know, go buy a company or start a company or a lot of people buy a franchise. So, for instance, to buy a Subway franchise, I remember I was looking into that years and years ago. In order for me to buy a Subway franchise, I think I needed to have um, one point. Eight, $1.5 million liquid, and that's just to secure the leases and all those things. Well, I don't have a million dollars cash to invest in the business. A lot of folks really don't, and then your return isn't even guaranteed. That's why I love this online piece because if I decided today that I'm like, okay, I want to make a new product over the weekend and I want to start selling on a Monday, what are my costs? Well, I've got the cost of buying a domain name. So I'm going to go on to Namecheap.com, or you can go on to GoDaddy or other ones. We recommend Namecheap. A domain costs, I think they're $10.99 at this point in time. You can always find coupons in which they're like 20% off. So I've got a domain name. I need to have some sort of hosting. Uh, hosting, uh, the one I've used for years, is $10 a month. I've got their baby package. So that's $10 a month for hosting. I may need to have, if I'm going to do a recording, I need to invest in a good microphone. So I have a USB uh, Logitech um, headset I just went to Office Depot and bought. It costs $34. Um, I have a computer, obviously. So there's an investment in having a computer to, to do some stuff. So however much you want to pay for that. Um, there's also, you know, if you want to list yourself on these different websites for freelancing and whatnot, there's no cost to actually list yourself. That's actually free. And so for me to create a product from scratch, 
if I'm doing a PowerPoint presentation, I need to have PowerPoints. I need to invest in that too. So there are a couple of things I need to invest in if I'm going to use Camtasia, but there are also free options as well. So minimum, if I was just going free, 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 budget, 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 I can make a product this weekend and have it up online for as little as $50, $75 at the, at the most. But if I wanted to go high end and use some more technologies and different things like that, where I'm buying, having to buy software to create my videos, that's like $275. So maybe you're looking at $500. But so it's not a lot of money to even get started in this. And again, there are everything that every tool that I would pay for, I could find a free version to use. Yeah, and that's a that's a good point. So there really are kind of two tracks, or I guess you say multiple tracks, um, in terms of how um, you could build out a product or you know build out your freelancing services. Um, you can definitely go the super budget route, and you know probably get things. I would say done, you know, under $100, under $150. Um, but if you want to invest in, say, a graphic designer because you want your branding to be tight and sexy, or you want to invite in a custom landing page, uh, invest in a custom landing page, um, or, you know, you want to, um, you know, hire some support to help you, you know, write the copy or whatever it is, you're still probably talking under $1,500. And that's like, you know, pretty significant, like, yep. yeah, like I'm going there. And so... And that's when you're hiring like a web designer or a web developer and things like that too. And, exactly. and I didn't do that until I was way far in my business. So don't think you have to have this pretty website and do all that stuff for your first product. I think I wouldn't recommend it at all. That's yeah, like because you're testing out up. you're testing out the waters. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Sure. It definitely makes sense. Because I mean, even with Sheila and myself, I'm a marketer and I will say that I am a branding snob. But at the same time, um, when it comes to, um, you know, testing out products, you're always going to go through multiple iterations of what is the landing page? What is the website going to look like? What's the design going to look like? And so it's better to actually probably spend less up front if you're really just at first testing out, you know, the the project than to, you know, invest, you know, five, 10 grand, you know, and building out a really sexy, robust, you know, website and launch. Um, and then you turn around and you're like, oh, you know, maybe that wasn't the best like idea or, you know, it wasn't the most strategic decision to make um, in terms of that being the best business for you to invest in. And then now you have to focus on how do I recoup that five to 10 grand? Um, that I just invested probably in the wrong product. So um, we definitely, you know, talk about how to choose the right product and how to choose the right business, um, you know, in portable incomes, because it's a mistake that a lot of people make. And so we really try to make sure that before you go and invest your money, um, that you're definitely on the right um, path. So Sheila, let's, let's talk about the not so sexy side of entrepreneurship, because I think that sometimes when entrepreneurs start talking about um, passive income and even just, you know, freelancing and living abroad, it sounds very, very sexy to people. But there are those moments, uh, you know, basically those kind of big money fuck ups, as I like to call, um, where <laughs> you're looking at your account and you're like, oh, shit, what just happened? What happened? Like, you know, and so if you could actually just tell us, you know, give us one story of, you know, what was what's been, you know, one of your biggest money fuck ups and, you know, how did you get yourself out of it? Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, where do we start? <laughs> middle name should become money fuck up sometimes. It's kind of insane. But, you know, but it's part of the entrepreneur's journey. And, and yeah, because one of the things, I'm glad you brought that up for a lot of reasons. Because when you read about people's success, be it in magazines or how are you reading about somebody, you only hear about the success. You only hear about, you know, Bill Gates' 
at Microsoft or person that did Apple or, you know, the dude that has Facebook and now he's a billionaire. People never talk about the journey and the steps it took to get there. They never talked about, oh, by the way, I failed at 40 fucking businesses before I hit on the one that took me to this trajectory that's now getting all this press and getting all this money and all that stuff. So people don't talk about that journey. But as an entrepreneur, being, that's why only 1% of people are entrepreneurs because you have to take a lot of risk and you've got to be ready for risk. And part of that risk is, yeah, I won't have a check coming in every week unless I produce something to make that happen. So if you're someone that's risk averse and you're afraid of that, then you really need to stay at a job and stay in your nice little comfortable job and your nice little comfortable life because being an entrepreneur means that, God damn it, I'm going to take the risk because working for somebody else is not worth it. And even if I go broke, I am okay with that because I know that I have the mindset and the skill set to get me out of that. So that being said, my own personal story, now I'll cut this down like literally like two minutes, but you know, I used to be the six-figure person in corporate America, and then I left to go an entrepreneur, and I started traveling and whatnot, and then I went completely broke. And the reason why I did that is because I did not set up the systems to have in place to generate money for me beforehand. I've always done things kind of organically. Oh, it feels really good, so I'm just going to go, I'm just going to do it, and things will work themselves out later on. And I've done my whole life like that. Well, looking back, as I look at where the fuck-ups were, if I would go back and coach myself, I would say, no, set a plan, you know, get your money funnel set, and then do what you need to do. So my times of being broke, and every time my account gets down to zero or less than zero, where I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, it's because I didn't do the work to put enough buy buttons out there to get folks to buy my stuff. I was lazy. I didn't do it. So as long as I create buy buttons, as long as I stay busy and self-motivated, my accounts won't go down. And sometimes you have to go back to work. You know, I go back to consulting every now and then because that brings in huge amounts of money to my account every week, and I'll fill it up again. And then I have money to reinvest into my business to get me that much closer to permanent freedom. So I don't know if I answered your question or not because I don't want to talk like forever, but all I'm going to say is, is that the times that I have gone broke and my money fuck-ups were because I did not put on my boss hat and boss myself into creating enough products or enough whatevers to have my money coming in on a regular basis. And that's something that you've got to do. You've got to be able to self-motivate and self-manage yourself because you're not an employee anymore. You're not waiting on your boss to tell you, hey, Sheila, do this. It's like, no, I have to tell myself that when I'm living on the beach and don't want to get out of bed, I just want to look at the water all day. That is so real. Like you just broke it all the way down because like (laughs) the idea, like you really do have to boss yourself because if you don't, that's when you really start to see your your account go like, oh, like what yeah. just happened? And exactly. so literally, you know, one of the things that we also teach in Portable Incomes is money management um, as well. Because just while, yes, like you got to put those buy buttons out there, you know, you definitely, you know, need to have, you know, your different products. You need to have um, what we call a sales funnel um, in terms of, you know, how your customers can engage with you on different levels. Um, but you also need to know how to not spend that money stupidly. And so it's like we teach in the course a whole module on money management, you know, how much you should be saving and putting away and how you should invest and, you know, all of those things, because it's a lesson that Sheila and myself have learned, you know, very hard. And I've found, interestingly enough, the more aggressive I've become in my saving, um, you know, actually right now, you know, I really try to save about 50% of my income, which is really high. Um, But I do that because sometimes there are those months um, where I'm like, okay, I'm not getting, you know, um, the really super strong client flow that I'm usually getting. It's like, okay, it's solid. 
Um, and I may have some things that I need to do. But what it does is when you have that cushion, when you have that savings, it puts you in a position of power because then you can choose who you want to work with or what type of products you want to release or what you want to do next versus having to make decisions from a space of scarcity, a space of fear, um, a space of, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent in a week. Um, that's never a space that you want to be in as an entrepreneur. So even before you take this jump, before you really say, all right, I want to go into the whole portable incomes lifestyle, you're going to want to save up a bit as well, because you have to give yourself some cushion to make some mistakes because you're going to make mistakes as an entrepreneur in a really big way. So that's just something to anticipate. You just spoke the truth right there, Ariel. You know, I actually just went back to work after three years of not consulting because I had a client reach out to me that was totally dope. And I was like, okay, I'll definitely work with them because they're really cool. And so as a consultant, I'm, I'm very blessed in that the work that I do as a consultant, I get compensated extremely well. And so, and I get paid every week. And so let's say out of one month, there's, you know, I'm getting four checks. Well, I choose to live off of just one of those checks for the entire month, and one of those checks covers my rent, all the shopping, all the fun stuff I want to do, like living really large just on one weekly check for the whole month. Those other three checks are in my bank account. If I have – it's a five-week month, I live off one, and then four of those checks go into my bank account. And so I do live on a budget, but I do whatever it is I want to do as well, but you better believe it. So it's like 90% of my income goes into the bank. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, well, God, I'm working right now, but I really want to get to that point to where my incomes are portable and I can travel, what I would suggest you do is really start – by looking around at all the stuff that surrounds you, all the stuff you spend money on and stop spending money on it. You know, look at cutting back on Starbucks. Definitely stop shopping and start selling things so that you can really pare down your lifestyle and then find ways to put your paycheck into your bank account so that you're banking your cash. Because once you make that decision and once you have that focus, you're then able to funnel your resources to prepare yourself financially to make that move. Don't make the mistake that I made. Don't make the mistake that Ariel made. We're both like, like this, we're out. We're just figuring out as we're out on the road or as we're living in these countries, and then you go broke, and you're like, oh, Jesus, that was really stupid. Then you got to work your way in and figure it out again. So learn from our mistakes and set a plan and save, 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 and pare down while you have your income coming in to set yourself up to invest in your business and to invest in outsourcing and to invest in systems while you're actually working instead of figuring out as you go along as I have. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you said that because um, I definitely jumped and just fell on my ass. Like, I, I had no, <laughs> I was in Brazil like, yo, my money, where'd it go? I didn't have any real savings. I think I had like a security deposit from an apartment. Um, and that pretty much went to, you know, transportation and first month's rent trying to get down there. Had some freelance um, journalism uh, really shaky contracts that weren't so great. Um, you know, and, and it, I had to pay, I ended up paying for it, man. I paid for it, mm -hmm. um, in the long run. And I went through some really deep, um, what you like to call financial valleys, um, because mm -hmm. I did not prepare myself. I did not save the money that I should have saved. And so what I also want to give as a tip, automate your savings. That is a really like big deal. Um, because when, Everyone likes to say, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to save. Everyone wants to save. We know. Like, your heart is in the right place. But when it comes to actually getting it done, you want to have it automated. So, you know, if you can actually even talk to your job about splitting your paycheck when they do the direct deposit where, 
you know, 20, 30% of your paycheck automatically goes into a savings account that you don't have a debit card to. So that means that basically for you to get money out of that account, you got to wait three to five days for that to transfer. And it needs to be in a different bank than your checking account, because otherwise you'll just do the little automatic transfer and you'll take the money out. Trust me. Like we know all the tricks. All the tricks because we've Girl, done them. You spoke the truth <laughs> on that one. If that get you, I um, used to be called ING. It's it's something it's bought, bought by Capital One and taking that, but it used to be an ING account that I would use because you're right. It would take like three to five days to get that money, and so if I'm seeing like a dress or something I wanted to buy, I couldn't have it. So it really makes you think about, damn, do I really need to get this? So. That girl, brilliant advice. Put a different bank account to where you can't touch it, and please do not put an ATM to it because you'll you'll pay the price for it. Absolutely. I actually I use Ally as well, um, and we'll link up like oh. you know, all of these resources that we're we're talking about and we're dropping. We are going to link them up in the show notes. Um, but yeah, the key is like you want to automate um, your income. Like that's a, a really big deal. Um, and the other thing that I would even tell you that might make you feel better, um, I would actually say that I pretty strongly recommend that. Um, you need to get your spending under control. Sheila talked about that. And that also includes your credit card debt. And so mm-hmm. you need to take the time to pay that shit off. Pay it mm-hmm. off. Because if you're basically going to be moving to a new country, if you are going to potentially be taking a pay cut, but able to live this you know, portable lifestyle because you're going to be making money you know, strictly through your business, you know, online, through freelancing, or through creating products, like you don't want to have unnecessary bills. It's just going to make your job harder. Like it's just going to make things more frustrating when you have more bills that you have to pay. You want to pay, like really pare it down. And so it takes some financial responsibility. Maybe you need to get a second job so that you can have that extra income, you know, to pay off, you know, whatever you need to pay off and to make the savings that you need to save. And so, you know, creating a plan for this, you know, again, it is part of portable incomes. We do help you with this. Um, But, you know, it's important, you know, you don't want to just jump out there to jump out there. Like that's not, you know, the ultimate goal of what we want you or would recommend that you do. True, true, true. Co-sign the hell out of that. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So I think, you know, Wow, I feel like we just kind of talked about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> As oh, we do. Gosh, we and the crazy thing. On, we should do a show later on on like romance and dating on the road and dating oh, abroad. Girl. <laughs> girl. Seriously, I feel like we 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 talked about a lot, but truly, like for our students who have actually worked with us, like we dive deep, like we go in, like when we say like there's twenty over twenty hours of training in portable incomes, we are not shitting you. Um, and so there's so much more depth to this. There's so much more support to this. Um, and you know, like Sheila just said, we talk about you know we could talk about a lot of things. Sheila will be back on the show. You know, we'll have some more kind of um interesting episodes we can talk about love we can talk about dating because we always are cackling and cracking up about that um (laughs) but yeah so thank you so much sis for coming on my show this has been absolutely um fantastic and it it really has been an honor and a pleasure to teach with you on portable incomes um i've i've seen the impact of the work that we've done together and i'm sure you have too and it, it i couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else so thank you No, thank you for listening to my idea and saying yes, because without you as my partner, that idea would have stayed on paper in in one of my many ideas journals. And so I'm so grateful to you for being my partner. You know, people talk about a lot of things like partnerships never work or, you know, women can't do stuff together, which is complete bullshit, as we've shown. You know, we have a partnership 
and a friendship and a sisterhood that I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt with a million percent of sureness that we will have, we'll be connected forever until neither one of us is on this planet anymore. And so it's an honor and a blessing having you in my life and as my accountability partner, my ass kicker, my best friend, my sister, my business partner, my everything. So I honor you and I appreciate you and, and I love you so much, girl, because you're just the bomb. And I'm excited about your show and all the stuff that you're doing right now. And, oh, girl, you're doing it. So I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so for anyone who wants to join our course, Portable Incomes, it does offer over 20 hours of training, 24-7 community support online, and just a ton of bonus materials. Um, you know, Sheila and I really take teaching very seriously, particularly when it comes to helping people transition from their nine to five jobs into lives of more abundant freedom. And so we would love to have you as our students. And I'll be sure to link up where you can join the course um, in the episode show notes. And thank you, everyone, for listening. You can subscribe to The Arielle Lauren Show on iTunes, Android platforms, and YouTube. Just follow the links on ariellelauren.com. But don't click off this episode just yet. I always like to give a free gift, discount, or special offer away for every episode. So hold on for a few seconds. Every entrepreneur wants more money and freedom in their business. If you haven't heard, I've created one of the most in-depth online business courses for entrepreneurs called Portable Incomes, teaching you how to create multiple income streams online. If you're ready to pick the right business ideas based on your passions that are going to give you the fastest and strongest financial returns and get results from your social media marketing, along with powerhouse entrepreneur Sheila Brown, I'm going to give you over 20 hours of training, 24-7 online community support and countless bonus materials to support you as an entrepreneur. Go to portableincomes.com to find out more about our course and community. Portableincomes.com.